0: Hey, Mila falta. welcome to the Letter from Ireland Show, where we travel in the footsteps of your Irish ancestors, visiting their homelands and telling their stories as they put down roots in so many places around the world.
1: Hello, and you're very welcome to this episode of the Letter from Ireland Podcast. I'm Mike Collins, and today's episode is called The Hedge Schools of Ireland. Now, when we travel around the highways and the byways of this island of ours, visiting the villages and towns and uh, townlands basically, we come across in every area, typically a group of churches, a few pubs, houses, cluster of houses, and often in the area as well, at least one or two national schools. Now these national schools, if you look at the front of them, have a date on there that ranges typically from around about anywhere between the mid-1800s and the 1920s. And it was because of this national school system that the majority of our ancestors born into the middle, into late part of the 1800s, had the ability to have at least a minor form of reading writing and mathematics they could write their name they could read very well and so on and so forth however of course for many of our ancestors before that you might notice the prevalence of a mark on their actual various records because they couldn't even write their particular signature So, these national schools, we have a lot to be thankful for, but what was there before the advent of the national school system? Well, that's the actual subject of today's show, where we're going to look at the Hedge Schools of Ireland. Uh, is going to read out two letters. The first one is called the Hedge School Teachers of Ireland, and the second one has a link, basically, because of the first name of the featured Hedge School teacher, a name, Jeremiah. And you'll find out more about that in the second letter. But I think it's actual actually a good idea to start with a piece of music now, so we're gonna go over to Derek Warfield and the Young Wolf Tones, and a song called The Little Hedge School.
2: Oh, the little head school stood on the roadside. It was built of old Ireland's mud. There in the four walls, the master and guide brought knowledge to minds and the board. Oh, the open, wide door looked out on the brook, delightfully clear and so cool, where each gossip would peep from over his book as he sat in the little head school. Oh, the purest of poor all entered the door to be taught by the master O'Toole. With their a's and c's and their one twos and threes, they learned in the little head school. When winter came round, each lad brought his share of coal for the welcoming blaze. The master would say, "Oh, give us more air, now ventilate, boys, if you please." All the windows were holes stuffed up with a quilt. To meet them, you climbed a high stool. Where the wind it would sing and whistle and lilt as it blew through the little head school. All the purest, the poor, all entered the door to be
3: taught by a master O'Toole. With but their, their rabies and seas and their wounds
2: and trees, they learned in the little head school. <laughs> the birdies would build their nests for the hatch. The bright feather songs are so gay. There in the old roof, t'was made out and touch with music The boys all the day In summer sunshine, then out on the green Where breezes were gentle and cool Each grassland and Colleen together were seen On the way to the Little Head School All the purest, the poor, all entered the door To be taught with a master of tool With their A's and C's and their 1's and trees, They learned in the Little Head School The little head school stood on the roadside It was built of old Ireland's wood There in the four walls the master and guide Brought knowledge to minds and abode Oh, the open white door locked out in the brook the light Delightfully clear and so cool Where each cousin would peep from over his book As he sat in the little head school Oh, the purest of poor all entered the door To be taught by the master O'Toole with their A's and C's and their one twos and trees, they learned in the little A school. All the purest, the poor, all entered the door to be taught by the master O'Toole. With their A's and C's and their one twos and trees, they learned in the little A school.
0: we take a look at how our Irish ancestors tried to overcome adverse circumstances to gain an education. And let me start with some questions. Did any of your Irish ancestors start off in one part of Ireland, but then move to another part of Ireland? Um, And then what got them moving? What caused them to pick up and cross a few mountains to start a new life in a new part of Ireland? John Hartnett, one of our Green Room members, shared the following. John writes, I've been doing research on my father's family. He was born in Tuist, County Kerry in 1902 to another John Hartnett. His father was Jeremiah Bon Hartnett, possibly born in 1829, who I believe was a hedge school teacher who came to Kenmare from Abbeyfield as the family story goes. I wonder if you might talk a little bit more about hedge schools in your weekly letter yours john hartnett from a chief family to a head school teacher the hartnett name is found across particular parts of kerry cork and limerick mostly where those three counties touch on one another this part of ireland was under the rule of the mccarthys for many centuries and their chief families in the area around the town of Kenturk in northwest cork were the MacAuliffes, O'Riordan's, O'Keefe's, O'Callaghan's and the Hartnets. However, by the end of the 1600s, Cromwell had come and gone from Ireland and the age of the Irish chieftain was well over. The penal laws were introduced, laws that sought to encourage the native Irish and Protestant dissenters to convert to the established church. These penal laws made it very difficult to receive an education, enter politics or a profession unless you first became part of the Church of Ireland. However, at the time the world was becoming a more commercial place and this was recognised by many, both poor and rich It was understood that a basic education, reading, writing, maths, would help your children survive in a world that extended way beyond your local village and family. While Catholic schools were officially forbidden through most of the 1700s, a new type of casual school, the Hedge School, sprung up across rural Ireland. We might view these places romantically in our mind's eye, picturing a small group of youngsters leading beside learning beside a babbling brook or staying one step ahead of the law as they loaded up on sums in Latin. However, while some of these schools were outdoors, most were semi-permanent and located in old barns and outbuildings. They were mostly condoned by the local administration. The original teachers in Ireland reaching way back before the 1700s, were probably the Bards and the fili, as the poets were known. They were an established Gaelic class right up to the 1600s. However, later teachers in the hedge schools were most likely the children who graduated from the system themselves. Teachers like Jeremiah Bon Hartnett, mentioned by John in his letter to us. The hedge schools of the time were spotted by an Englishman called William Reed, who was touring around Ireland, and he observed the following. A desire for education manifests itself among the lower order of the people. In my wandering through the country, I found several very humble seminaries called hedge schools. Not having any other convenience, the scholars are taught reading, writing, etc. in the open air. There are also itinerant teachers who become inmates of a cabin for several weeks together and who receive only a temporary lodging and a few potatoes for instructing the juvenile inhabitants. The penal laws were relaxed by the late 1700s and this allowed for a more structured and visible schooling system. However, Ireland was still a very poor place and many of the schoolhouses we see today were not built until the 1880s. The head school teacher still had a place in the rural highways and byways of Ireland right through the 1800s. Can you imagine what life must have been like in Ireland for a young born, man born in 1829? By the time Jeremiah Hartnett would have hit his 20s, the Irish famine was coming to an end. He must have attended a hedge school in his local abbey field in County Limerick and then started to assist some of the other children around him and perhaps his talent was noticed and he travelled from parish to parish until one day he too became a hedge school teacher. Somewhere along the way he must have ended up in Tuist County Kerry a place that was ravaged by the recent famine and he began to help the local children with their schooling Maybe he met a girl there and decided to settle down and start a family. By the mid-1880s, Jeremiah Bon Hartnett would have been in his 50s and his children attending the newly built National School in Tuist. You'd wonder what must have been on his mind as he saw the first blocks being laid on that new schoolhouse. One thing's for sure, he did what was necessary for many years, but his hedge school days were now at an end. So many thanks to John Hartnett for prompting this letter with the story of his Hartnett ancestor and school teacher.
3: In Dublin's fair city, where the girls are so pretty. I first set my eyes on sweet Molly Malone As she wheeled her wheelbarrow Through the streets broad and narrow Crying cockles mm um...
1: What a lovely rendition there of the very, very famous and well-known Molly Malone by Kathy Maguire. Um, I chose Kathy in that particular song there because we we're recently up in County Fermanagh creating a homelands feature for the Green Room. And of course, that's the area that's actually the ancient homelands of the Maguire clan. So Kathy Maguire there and Molly Malone. And now we're going to go on to Karina again. And she's going to chat about a particular first name in Ireland and the head school teacher we talked about in the first letter had this particular first name, Jeremiah or Jerry, And people are often actually surprised at the prevalence of seemingly biblical first names in Ireland, like Jeremiah, like Cornelius perhaps, and so on and so forth, Latin or biblical and so on. So what we said we'd do today is give you uh, share with you perhaps the reason why you find those particular names so prevalent, especially in the south half of the island. Over now to Corina.
0: Do you have any biblical names in your Irish family tree? Of course, there are plenty of Davids, Marys, Michaels and Theresas spread across our shared families. But how about some of the more biblical sounding names? Names like Moses or Cornelius or maybe Isaiah or Jeremiah. While many of these names have been prominent in Ulster among Presbyterian families, people are sometimes surprised to see them among Roman Catholic families in the deep south counties of Cork, Kerry, Waterford, Limerick, Tipperary and Wexford. The thing is, if you travel around County Wexford even today, you'll come across plenty of Moses. Head west to County Kerry and you will be surprised that every family seems to have a Cornelius or two in the family right up to the 1950s in our own families I can trace back to one Jeremiah Cronin a farmer in northwest of Cork in the 1700s and for Mike he can go back to a Jeremiah Collins a farmer in west Cork during a similar period. Have you wondered where did Jeremiah and Cornelius come from? Let's just take two of these names, Jeremiah and Cornelius, and have a look at their origins. When Irish surnames came to be anglicised from about the mid-1600s, there were many Irish Gaelic given names in circulation at the time. Names that went all the way back to pre-Christian times in Ireland. We have Crahur, now known as Conor, Dermot, Gobinet, Maeve, With a spelling like M-A-E-D-B-H, that's the old Irish spelling for Maeve, nowadays spelt M-A-E-V-E. Aoife is another one, and so on. As you might expect, these names were in everyday use alongside the Gaelic surnames. Somewhere along the way, these Irish-given names or our first names also became anglicised, just like our surnames. These given names were anglicised towards a more anglo-familiar set of names and what better place to get this ready-made set than from the bible as a result many of the biblical names that you hear used in ireland have an old irish name hidden in their depths let's take two examples first the boy's name jeremiah a biblical name jeremiah replaced the old irish name for jimmit spelt D-I-A-R-M-A-I-T. So, Dimit was replaced by Jeremiah in many Irish counties across Munster. Now, let's take a second example and let's look at the biblical name Cornelius, which similarly replaced the old Irish name Conor or Crahur. C-O-N-C-H-O-B-A-R, became Cornelius. Do you have a Jeremiah, also known as Jerry, Jer, Maya, or Darby, in your Irish family tree? Well, rest assured that this name honors the ancient Irish warrior name of Diarmid, spelled D I A R M A I D. So Jeremiah, Diarmid. Maybe you have a Cornelius, also known as Con, Connie, Corney, or Nilius. Then know that those names honor the old Irish name of Conor, C-O-N-O-R. So Cornelius honored the name of Connor. Connor meant the lover of the hounds, and it's an ancient king of Ulster's name. Now that all reminds me of the old Irish proverb, "Neil ain ni Spare neil dada nuas a sail." which roughly translates as there is nothing new under the sun.
1: If that song, that tune there doesn't get your feet tapping, I don't think anything will. That Sharon Shannon there with Magic Foot. And you could just imagine, actually, inside those hedge schools every now and again taking a break, somebody pulling out an instrument and playing a wonderful piece of music like that to the enjoyment of everybody. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's shows, focusing on the hedge schools of Ireland and a little bit more on some of the first names like Jeremiah as well. You can find out a little bit more on some of the links in today's show uh, if you go to the show notes. At a letter from Ireland.com forward slash 722. That's a letter from Ireland.com forward slash 722. And by the way, just to ask you a little favour. The uh, Letter from Ireland podcast was still somewhat in our infancy as we see it. We have a long way to go uh, with regards to listenership. So please do subscribe to this channel if you can on your podcast player of a choice and indeed share it with the people in your life that you think might particularly enjoy it. So that's it from myself, Mike and Green, of course, reading the letters there. slawn so for now and chat again next week.
0: If you've enjoyed today's Letter from Ireland show...